You got the right one. Can I rock with you? Can I smoke with you? Hiya. Hey, trying to get you an upgrade. Cherry bottoms to your shades. Take my debit and go crazy. Spin, spin every dollar all way. Turn your closet to a driveway. Your old nigga was the old days. Broke times in a broke place. Teary eyed with the pout face. You can get it how you want it, my love. Small shopping. Hope a hundred thousand enough. Benz, Benz, put the rims on the truck. Girl, you live in the nose. Stay in the gold. <laughs> Myself before I sit in jail, need a gang of weed and a pain to lean. Got a hat, say fig on my gangster tail. Don't trust no hoe, I might sock the bitch. I'm apocalypse to your politics. Might cop the phantom, get ghosts. I could pay your bills with this code. Need an extra band for this smoke. I can see for miles with this scope, nigga. Got an ox subscribe to this dope dealer. Mrs. Piggy want a biggie back. Rock cremation, then call it crack. I'ma keep on eating till my ankles fat. Sell that fix, throw it across the map. Push my penis in between her lap. Put my semen all down her throat. Tell Tito Kilos come up. Mr. Shit that they need. Tell me where are you from? Drop your best to your knees. Versace belt like it's a mistletoe. I put everything go for yellow rice. Graduated from hell ice. If I stand on my bank roll, nigga, I be scared of heights and I be dodging the police. When I was pole with no lights, when I was pole with potential, watch my flow in four inches. Oh Lord, she ain't she kiss it, all gold on my wrists Got it, just no convincing Just because I got dread, don't get it twisted Moving my whip down the boulevard Word around town, I was selling hard Hard, and I'm talking about a yayo Hit on the floor, then a lay low Amigo sick of passing with the pesos Permitters any cold, then caseloads And when I pull up to the valley You know I get the strippers zone <laughs> podcast what's the deal what's the deal what's the deal act right podcast episode 45 yes sir uh, it's almost about that time almost about that time coming up real quick on that 50 mark that one year mark yes sir 
Anyways, like I said, welcome back to the Actright Podcast. So today we have a very, very special guest for y'all. Mm, Intr- who's in the building? <laughs> Introducing the one and only, the Don Dada, the Don Maker. One and only, my pops, Mr. Brett Bill himself. What's the deal, Dad? What's going on? Oh, man, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here chilling with my kids, my daughter, my son on a podcast. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. For sure, for sure. So, I mean, let's just let's just get in real quick. Um, Dad, you just want to tell them real quick where you're from. You know what I mean? What city you rep and let me see if I got some Santa Ana drop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Everybody knows Santa Ana. <laughs> yeah, just give us give us that two minute synopsis real quick. Man, from Santa Ana, man, born and raised mm. from Santa all the way up. You know, matter of fact, a lot of people that's out here in the IE is from Santa Ana. Right. Mm. So, you know, they either went back out this way or they went back to L.A. You mm. know, Santa Ana was predominantly black and white. You know, we mm-hmm. had the military bases there, so it was a heavy influx all mm. the way up until the '80s. You mm. know. So yeah, man, Santa Ana's old school. Did you hear that white part, Dom? We're gonna get yeah. into your self hate tonight. Now that we have your dad here, we're gonna get into a little bit of that self hate. Okay, here we go. Here we go. But uh, also, you are the proud owner of a very successful restaurant business. Go ahead and shout that out. We had a lot of our listeners just inquire about like the restaurant in general so go ahead and shout that out well you know the first location obviously was here in fontana mm-hmm. you know and then uh now i moved out to huntington beach bills texas barbecue yes mm-hmm. sir but i'm looking to come back out here to the inland empire uh due to the pandemic when we were moving the location they shut down the construction mm. so it kind of killed that deal and i had already closed it to move it mm-hmm so uh, I've been doing a lot of investigating right now. So we're gonna get back out maybe in the Eastville area. Yeah, we try we trying to slide you in the Chino right yeah. by the <laughs> we, You know everything butts right there, Ontario Chino, exactly. and then plus Eastville. You know, bring that flavor back out here. Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Well, we just gonna um, you know what I'm saying. We just gonna be chilling today. We're gonna run through some of the topics that we have, and obviously, you know, just chime in whenever comfortable so uh i mean what 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 in particular you want to you want to just talk about our weeks real quick or yeah how was your week my week was good so i did have a uh a job interview this monday so it was for a promotion within the unit that i work at at my job Mm -hmm. um and I got us an inside source, so I, I heard <laughs> that I really uh, knocked the interview out of the park. So I got the job. Officially. No doubt. I got the job. Not officially yet, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm still waiting on the um, official offer letter, but um, it's something that I had set out to do at the top of the year. I knew it was coming down the pipe, so super proud of myself for securing it. Um but I'm still I'm still definitely shopping my application or not my application, my resume around because this job is going to be a really positive step up, something great to add on to my resume. But it's just not going to be financially sustainable for the long term. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great uh, a great increase to what I'm making right now. Make no doubt. But still just always thinking about that uh, that longevity piece. You know what I'm saying? Always trying to three to five ahead so that's still something that's been on my mind but that does lead me to a question that I kind of came up with and so the question is 
obviously throughout life we're always pursuing in quotes right like more right more mm -hmm. whether it's career status finance status relationships whatever you know what i'm saying there's there seems to be like just always be this desire or maybe it's a necessity to have to pursue more how do y'all how do y'all look at that like is that desire to do more so because you're just so passionate about it or do you feel a little bit of that pressure like it's low-key as a necessity to just keep up with society and to be able to support your family um i would say i guess personally it's more so just like a never get comfortable type thing mm -hmm. just because it's like if the opportunity is there or I know I can create something or just do 2% more mm -hmm. to get this, it's not just always just with money, but just status or whatever. Like mm -hmm. I'll just do that. Then if I know just, I can just do that. So there is, I think something internal that takes you to decide like, Hey, I'm comfortable here and I'm good here. And this is always going to work. Or there could just be a little bit more done. Mm. But I do think that society adds to that. You have inflation, you have all that other bullshit. So, mm -hmm. and depending on where you start out from, some people, you know, don't come from money at all. They're way further along the spectrum. Some do. And so that kind of plays to your, your grind, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. um, being someone, like I say all the time with this, the way my life is right now, feeling like I have everything that I've ever wanted on my checklist is kind of like, okay, now what? And that's what people around me are asking. So I guess I'm kind of comfortable with the fact that I have those expectations on myself and that like others do too, mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's, that's just my personal opinion. Mm. Well, you know, being your dad. <laughs> so for me, my life was a lot different from yours, obviously, but you know, me and my sister, Stacy, my brother Craig or whatever, you know, so I was 10 years old and we're all three years apart. Mm -hmm. And so that reality for me hit when we were homeless, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people in our city didn't even know that we were, you know, single mom, hundred percent disabled, you know, so experiencing hunger and just, you know, the struggle. And, and a lot of our friends grew up that way too, you mm -hmm. know, cause we grew up in a time where, you know, the drugs become very prevalent in, in, in a lot of people's family and it affected them in that way. But uh, my mom always instilled that high drive. Mm -hmm. So after I struggled like that, um, I knew I never wanted to experience that again. Right. I'm never satisfied. Um, some people think like, well, how much can you have? Well, how much can you not have? You know, so there's always an opposite end to it. So for me, I'm going to keep grinding. I'm never going to be satisfied. Do you think that that can be... Because it's obviously good to have drive, right? To want to do good or strive to be the best. Like, those are just good principles to have. Mm -hmm. But can it ever just get too far? Like, can you ever just look around and appreciate what you have if you're so focused on constantly getting more because you're but like, well, what more can I have? Well, that's what you would have to define in, like, you're still striving so much more. Right. Because if I'm a mechanic, just being super basic, right, and I have this and I'm good with that and I'm good with the money or whatever, and I say, hey, it's going to take me, like, five years to, like, just be done and be a pilot, mm -hmm. would you look at me and say you're just doing too much and that I'm not appreciating my situation? Or would you look at me and say she just always wanted, like, she just moving up? Well, and I get... You see but, what I'm saying? Yeah, and so I, I'm trying to find that in between because, like I said, I do think it's healthy to just 
want to do more in the sense of like just identifying something that interests you and pursuing it, you mm -hmm. know? So I get that. But there's a healthy way to do that and there's an unhealthy way to do that. So if, sure. if I was hanging out with you and I knew you wanted to be a pilot, but you're just talking like you want to be a pilot because I guess like if you're, you're focused on the material things that you do have and how much emphasis you put on it, right. like what are your reasons for wanting to become, let's say, a pilot if that's your next step up? I think that's what would kind of make me think like you're pursuing DK more in a healthy way or you're just kind of like you're constantly accumulating whatever it is, whether it's material thing, financial status or whatever, in not being satisfied with it. I think you can still be satisfied with what you have mm -hmm. and still balance out the fact that you want to do more as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you're definitely going to do that. Um, obviously, when I was your age, uh, what you do is you go through, especially for young men, they go through different maturation points in their life. Right. So, um, and it just depends on, you know, you're a product of your environment. Mm -hmm. So in my environment, you know, it wasn't talked about balance because, you know, having a roof over your head, sure. eating and everything else, you know, that that's was priority. That's that one. was priority. Nothing right. else really mattered because that's survival. But, you know, once you start surviving, and as you start growing and you guys um, and hopefully, you know, whether it be me, your mom, your aunties, whatever is putting an example in front of your face to show you, like, as you guys go along and keep striving and achieving how to you're going to always appreciate what you do. Mm -hmm. Nobody does that more than yourself. You know, um, Dominique, you have a daughter. Mm -hmm. So what you have to teach her is to appreciate what you are doing. That'll give her a better understanding. So when she starts reaching your point in that drive, pushing her further and further, that's what will help you or the next generation and therefore and therefore to appreciate and then have a better balance on what you do. You know, for me, um, now I'm at this point, but I had to learn by trial and error. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So not all of us have like an example to follow to say, okay, you know, you can go ahead and keep driving that, but take a little time out to look at this and stop along the way. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I would tell any of y'all mm -hmm. to make sure you stand still. Cause sometimes things get all crazy. If you stand still, it'll become clear again, you know? Yeah. And that's where you'll find your balance and your maturation. And luckily for you guys, I mean, I see you guys grind and it's your work ethic. Everything is incredible. Mm -hmm. So your foresight to me is incredible, too. You know, I didn't have the financial literacy that you guys have now. Mm -hmm. So I made a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of money mm -hmm. and I made a lot of mistakes because, you know, when you know, you're struggling in life and you finally get some things and you're make you're just trying to live in that moment now because, you know, you're used to things being taken away from you. Mm -hmm. Now that, you know, it's not, you know how to sustain it, mm. you know, how to invest it, how to make it work for you. So now, like they say, it ain't about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Yeah. And that's the maturation, the financial literacy, but then, you know, and also having kids, you know, I mean, you know, I was doing real estate. I was going all the time when your mom was staying at home and I was missing some of them things, you know, mm. 
So the real riches in life are the experiences you go through, not how much money you're making. Mm. I can tell you that now, for me anyway. That's, hold on, let me, let me drop this real quick. Mm. Yeah. Now listen! Stop calling motherfucking bars, nigga! Fucking you know nothing about that! I would definitely say that, like, that's where I feel like I'm at right now, where it's like, okay, I've worked hard, I've, I've gotten what Brie wanted, like, I'm still not satisfied, but I think I'm right now trying to, like, put both hands on how do I sustain this right. and, like, not get caught up in the money, not get caught up in, you know, I use the word status because at my age, in both sides of my family, like, I have it all. And I'm super young, you know, especially to them. So it's like, you know, family pumps your head up in a good way. And they're just like, man, we're so proud of you or this or that. But everyone's expectations is to the roof now. There is no room for me to come down from the roof and be like, I don't want this no more. Or I fucked up, you know, because now it's like, nah, that's just a character thing. Because you definitely make enough money for it. And you definitely, you know, you have those conversations. So for myself, I think that's. That's like really good advice just to be able to like, hey, let me just focus on sustaining this and like adjusting my goals on not so much like chasing something, but kind of just being like, yo, we ain't even 30 yet. Like, right. you know, but then there is the the uh, what you and I have in common is, like I said, just that feeling of never being too comfortable and really just saying, is it really going to kill me to do, you know, I'm good at this Fontana shop, but is it really just going to break my neck? to go try somewhere else when I right. know the bread is there and it'll be a little work for a little bit, but this time next year, like I'll be straight. And mm -hmm. I think that's where like I find myself comfortable in is like, if I just do a little bit of work right now right. over there looks really, really, really good, like better than I've ever had. Yeah. So like that motivates me, um, not to switch the topic, but Dom and I are very vulnerable on this podcast, as you all may know, and not to, you know, go into any, super deep family ties or whatever but i have a personal question for you because i i know we are conversations you've struggled with um having your kids appreciate your sacrifices and what you've done mm -hmm. so although gianni doesn't come from me or anything she gets all of my rewards she reaps all of my benefits right now every single day mm -hmm. and i come on here and i complain all the time because i'm not trying to be a dick i'm not trying to just have you in trouble all the time but I also am trying to let you know, like, who your parents are and, like, where we come from. So, like, what's your advice with all your mistakes and all of your, your rewards and the best parts of you being a dad? What do you think your advice would be for, like, this new generation kids and, like, showing them not to live the lifestyle we lived, but also kind of, like, like, this shit can get taken from y'all tomorrow? And it, and it really can because, I mean, I just think back 1993. He was born. In 1989, I was making $26 an hour working for LA Times. Back in 1989, that's that was bank. like crazy loot. That's <laughs> and I was, and you guys crazy gotta remember, loot. I was 19 years old making bank. Yeah, yeah that's crazy loot. Okay, so I'm like, I ain't, man, BMW, Dual Master Suite, living at Tustin Ranch. You know, I was doing my thing, you know? Yeah. And South Coast Plaza type shit. Yeah, living down there, you know, I'm like, shh, Dominique laced with every Jordan imaginable. I mean, you Jordans? know. Jordans? Jordans. <laughs> I ain't wore a pair of Jordans since I was like seven years old. Man. <laughs> Dominique had Jordans before he was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, Dominique was always geared up. Everywhere I go, he went. You know, it was all of that. And then 
boom, they called all us in. Hey, we're going union. We're laying all of you off. Mm. It was like, oh, and I mean money gone. You know what I mean? And that was good money back then. And <laughs> then, so and then you get out in the field and you find like the best driving job was $10 less an hour. You know, like don't get me wrong, cost of living was a little bit lower, but it definitely you wasn't bubbling no more. You was yeah, but once you've had a certain amount, yeah, any drop down hurts. Any drop down hurts. So now you like, man, I gotta find this grind again. That's where that drive kick in again, and mm-hmm. that's where that uncomfortable feeling kicks in. So you know, it's different because Dominique grew up in suburbia. You know what I'm saying? You grew up out here too, mm-hmm. and so you know what Dominique. Or even his sisters and them didn't really know. Like one time I lost my job and I had bought a house, all of that. We were living in our first house. And I don't know, Dominique, you could have been seven. And I lost my job. It happened that quick. And I'm all like, whoa. And then Michelle, she's working, driving all the way to L.A. We're trying to stretch her income. I'm trying to find something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? To you know, to pick up this back again. You know what I mean? I've always hit home runs. You know what I mean? So even before I got into real estate, you know what I'm saying? That's what happened. And I'm like, wow, we were struggling. Things were tough. You know, as a man for me, oh man, I was crushed. So nobody's seen this because I put on the front. But as many times I'd be in the bathroom crying, cut the fan on, man. You know, get that toilet paper stuff in my mouth, man, and be screaming and crying like, how could this be happening to me again? You know what I mean? Right. Then, you know, I had to shake it off and get back out. So the advice, and it's kind of hard because, you know, Gigi, I mean, she, she, all she see is like, wow, look at all these things. Mm-hmm. So one time, Dominique, I think about eight, was like, uh, we were looking at cars. And Dominique said, man, dad, you ought to go get a Ferrari. <laughs> And I said, man, Ferrari's cost. He was like, just go buy it. And I'm like, and right then and just there. Just fuck it. Just go get it. Yeah, just go get it. Like, like you know, and I'm yeah. like, man, you don't understand. And he's like, well, you, you own a house. I said, I kind of It's funny it. you say that because, like, just one of the most weird, random memories that sticks out in my head, literally dark, deep reaches of, like, five, six-year-old me. We were literally leaving grandma's, my grandma's house. Or, you know, Santa Ana going home. And I just, I vividly remember asking you and mom, like, dang, like, niggas that got $100 must be maxed. Like, them <laughs> niggas got it made. Like, if you have $100, your turn. And they were just like, uh, not so much. And, like, right. it's so and, funny. And I remember Michelle was like, he, he, he didn't understand the concept. Mm-hmm. That's where we came up with the, uh, the stipend for you guys, you know, like give them all their money a month. Let's figure out how much we really spend and give them all their money a month and let them manage that and understand that. That's key. And that's when he started getting it. You know what I mean? So, man, especially for black people, we need to do financial literacy now. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait. Your kids can be five years old. Get them on it now. Get them in that practice now. And I mean, as you well know, look at Dominique. I mean, it brought tears in my eyes. He saved up his money, bought his own place. I'm looking at Tyler. I'm looking at Bria. I'm looking at you. I mean, what more can a father ever ask for? Yeah. So the best advice is not so much what you say to her, is what you really show her. Mm. Like, you know, when you guys are paying bills, sit her at the table and be like, look, we got this bill to pay. We got to pay this. We got to pay this. And this is why we can't do this yet. I got to work not on my normal hours, Gigi, but yeah. I got to work these extra hours 
for this, you know, and Gigi's nine years old. It ain't too early to put on a little stipend. Yeah. And, and like, you know, so when she run out of that money, you know, like Bria used to do, right? Well, dad, can I borrow $20? Well, you're going to have to pay me back 40 but I'm only borrowing 20 Oh, well, let me teach you about credit and that interest. And since I'm not a real creditor, I'm a loan shark, so I want extra. Yeah. So, you know, all of those little tools, man, at this age, young age, because I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah. You know, um, I never inspired to own a house. I didn't think I would have kids. I didn't think I would get married. You know, mine yeah. was like day to day. Like, you know, if I don't get shot, go to prison or get killed or anything like that. It was a good day. Man, it was a good day, man. I'm just trying to get out here and eat, party. That's all I was thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the best advice is show them. Sit them down now and show them. And it helped Dominique out. It helped Bria. and Because they manage very well. Mm -hmm. They manage their time very well, as you do. You manage your money. We all talk about it now. But I think at an earlier age, the better. Yeah. You know, the same thing he needs to get Naomi on right now. I think it's more so, I guess, being uh, in the parent role that I have been for two minutes is is the attitude. You know, she gets paid for her chores and she does chores. Everybody knows that Gianni, you know, works and she understands, OK, this has to be earned. Um, it's it's more so like I know for Jen and I um, just not having shit easy. And, and we know we're working hard for this and everything else, but you know, you, we tell stories of G and, you know, she thinks we're rich. You know, yesterday we went to Costco, normal month buy, spent 400 bucks. I'm like, get the receipt. Gets it. How much is it? 389. Like, man, that's a lot of money. She, she literally said, but didn't you just work overtime? And I'm like, this is that, this is that shit. That's not everybody this hates the Chris <laughs> when the mom be like, my husband worked two jobs. I don't need this fucking shit. Like, but 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 okay so let me uh let me put some in perspective for you guys let me ask you guys something really and and how she really did when you were little though right uh-huh do you remember riding in a car and say you might have to go to la and it was like god that's the longest drive in the world yep now, still now but i'm just saying though but now it's not you realize it ain't really that far mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. you, you see what i'm saying and then even when it comes down to money like you you just thought like, man, psh, dad gonna go buy a Ferrari, right. you know? Or we just went to New York for new. We was out at Times Square on New Year's, like we balling, like yeah. you know, we staying at the Grand Central Hyatt. So even though you were having a real good time, you know, yeah, I had the money, but I was still, I was still kind of upset. I had to pay like seven grand Ugh. to stay in that hotel. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, yeah, that, you that's know so what I mean? Deep. Yeah, and then you know. And, and and I'm not saying this in a bad way. You got a kid. You got a kid. And I know you probably already sat down, but I also think sometimes, too, like, damn, if I didn't have no kids. Oh, oh my man. God. Hold on. Let me get some air horns. <laughs> 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 you know, now, now, I don't regret it, but still, though, you be, you know, you think that. It's, yeah. It's a, no, it's a, it's, it's a fine line between regret and I wish, for sure. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I dance right in the middle. Yeah. yeah. But you know what, though, man? I mean, it's not that you'll change anything. Right. But, you know, you ain't got an option. Right. Like, for me to provide, there was no option. Like, my kids got to have. Man, I cut grass for y'all. Right. I mean, even today, yeah. if y'all, even if y'all want something, I mean, Dad, I really want that, I'll go get it. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go get it just because I'm spoiling you. It's because I love you, too. Mm -hmm. Y'all work hard. And I just think, you know, at this point in time, the way this world is, man, it's okay to have your wants. 
You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. It, it really is. Like before or even right now, look, with me and my old school cars, you know, that's just something I always wanted to do. So I'm going to do it. Right. You know, shit. So yeah. do it. The money you work hard for, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you one thing. It ain't going with you. For sure. Yeah. You know, I ain't saying being frivolous, but when you work hard sometimes, man, you know, that other person in you be mm-hmm. like, damn, baby, buy me something. Right. You know, whatever it is, take me somewhere. Yeah. You know, I think. Where are you taking her for a birthday, bro? Shoot. Put him on and he ain't got no vest on. No, you don't. I mentioned it a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. We're going to need the pictures for the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Y'all sh- make sure y'all still on the lookout. My Instagram is out there. I promise you. Mm. Uh, well, that, that was our uh, icebreaker questions, but. Just to get the mood right, let, let's go back to about 2013? 2013, I think so. Let's get it. Yes, sir. I fucked up the I fucked up the I fucked up the money. I fucked up the money. I fucked up the money. I fucked up Timberlands pop that jawbone. Now, bitch, nigga, tell me how the tar tastes. And even Tarzan can get swung gone. I never hung out with the loud mouth. You got a foul mouth, and that dead body gon' smell foul when it fouls out. She found my nails in the Bahamas. We found ourselves in the Bahamas. She found God, meditation, and peace. I found myself without a condom. You know, everybody having them babies. It's a beautiful thing, it ain't crazy. If a rubber monogamous, you know what the problem is. Too many bitches got rabies. And I hate a whole hopping woman. Stink pussy popping one. You fucking fool don't know about you, but my dick needs 70 years on it. Anything after that is just a bonus. And I've been in the lab with my opponents. And since Sway to Sway that list, he got a flat screen in this moment. Tell him I need my credit when it's due. Tell him I need my lettuce when it's new. Tell him I got a fetish for fine fabric. Franklin's is saying fuck you. Tell him it's TDE till I'm DDT'd in that grave and top dog is proof. Tell my nigga who get free and shit coming for free. I'm about to rape you niggas till you recoup. Yeah, movie nigga, that's all day. Backwood hoes. Three grams. Yeah. Got a six shooter that revolver spinning shell stuck inside, but won't jam. This hoodie here about two stacks. Hell yeah, that bitch gon' go ham. Yeah. Molly in her drink, but she asked me to, and oh yeah, I got this on cam. Uh, gangsta nigga, no trap beats, but I still sound like that new shit. Originality in my blueprint. Still fix side figure open. Her big ass with my palm hit. Put my dick out, she gon' bomb it. Swag surfing all through the world, slide through the sea on a comet. OXY for these morons. That be that new shit I'm push on. Yeah. Raise off of them pockets. Uh. Bring more of them coffins. Yeah. These niggas ain't popping. Uh. Tell them old niggas to move on. Yeah. All them, I done said it. Yeah, all them to be headed. She ain't yeah. single, but she solo. Ni ni no. Solo. Unsigned, sold out shows. Ni ni no. My lips black, but they ain't chapped. She ain't even know that. Let's have sex. She said yes. You know she ain't know that. See the life on my chest, my head next to her breast. My mind all in the clouds, just bought an ounce of the piss. No talking when I'm off that loud, I came quick so she pissed. You know I'm good for another round, but it's hard when everybody on your dick. No real niggas that's plus, no real niggas that's thugging. 
like you ain't know what's up. Got codeine in my cup, got a couple checks that need cashing. And you can take that to the bank. What's life without a balance? You ain't even on. Nigga, I be everywhere. You ain't even going. I thought it was snowing, but I'm just the coldest nigga out here flowing. Sick of all that bullshit y'all been promoting, but. So, Carson in the motherfucking house. Del Lamo, watch your motherfucking mouth. I took the game by storm, just the X-Men out. I'm crazy out my mind, I put my life on the line. The tortoise only makes progress when his neck sticks out. Just a little token of gold if you ain't know it though. Respect, I get so. the utmost. I'm so dope. I'ma walk in kilo. 36 O's. You don't even know it. Getting cheese like Cheetos. You mad that we PMFing? Bitch ass nigga steady PMSing. I never show my hands. Can't know my plans. Gotta keep them guessing. Now nigga back like a four and a half. Shooting up the set like Spielberg. See the big picture when them hammers flash. I don't post a lot on Instagram. That's the quickest way they'll get you, man. Need that shit for the bitches, man. Alphabet boys, they'll get your ass. IRS, they was on a nigga. Cash them out, now I'm skies free. Got my passport and my transport, now I'm overseas, uh. You don't need no rock, been killing this shit. No gloves, no mask on me. Just a hundred thousand cash on me. Back then, I was doing bad, homie. All my bitches bad now. My old hoes trying to keep tabs on me. Safe to say I'm the man now. Fuck that nigga, just stand down. For the shots go up and this man down. Hands down, still popping. No prescription, I'm flexing. So Man, listen here. That TDE. That was something (laughs) different, nigga. We played that shit six feet under into the ground. Oh, yeah. Who had the best verse off top? (sighs) Who had the best verse? As I'm hearing it right now, J Rock. J Rock. I was trying to cut it off. Something about playing that anchor just get that boy yeah. going. No, it yeah. does. Yeah. I was trying to cut it off, and I nah. just said, fuck it. I'm going to nah. just have to let this slide because he don't know when to stop. Man, when that nigga rocked that John Cena hand uh. on a Nina. <laughs> man. That nigga was skating. But so staying on music, did you listen to Vince Staples? I did. Mm. I did. That shit was top shelf mid. Mm. You know, you know, you know. Back in the day when we was new to the dispensary game, and we wanted to make a dollar it was stretch, <laughs> and it was like it was that that mid grade, but it was on the upper echelon of the mid grade. It wasn't quite top shelf, but it was like you might be able to tell someone who don't know better that it's top shelf. That that's that's the vibes I got from Vince Staples. Yeah, I listened to it again. It was very uh. Melodic. It was, it was boring. It was. It was, it was J. Cole boring. <sighs> J. Cole had a better album. I was about yeah. to say, we like J. Cole's album. This, yeah, this J. J. Cole album. That's my boy. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, because I, I, did, I didn't make it to Pop Smoke, admittedly, but I made sure I was like, Vince's album is short, but it, it sounded the same from track to track. And the fucked up thing about it is, like, I was catching some of his bars. So, like, the bars is, is there. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just the music for me that just kind of... He just had, like, a lazy flow. It was just snooze fest, kind of, unfortunately. Well, so, let me ask you guys some mm-hmm. about that, though. Because from my era, like, 
our tracks wasn't all that. Our tracks didn't really start really getting catchy to us because, you know, I, I'm in WA. Mm-hmm. You know, we go back even further than that. Big Daddy Kane, mm-hmm. that Sonic, you know, before the East and West divided. Mm-hmm. So our hip hop, a little different than then we came with the gangster rap. It really wasn't about the music for us, though. Like, if you got bars, though. I was about to say, if I have to say anything about that era, let's just label it for sure the 90s, maybe a little bit of the late 80s, though. I, if for sure there was an emphasis on lyricism because I think the way that the the art was birthed was out of rebellion, talking about what the black plight, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of that. I mean, it was prophetic. Folk, that's what I'm saying. There was a lot of that element that influenced everybody, whether you're in the boroughs of New York or you're saying fuck the police on the West Coast. There was a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of politics behind the music back in the day, even for the type of artists that weren't necessarily engaged, DK, quote unquote, in conscious rap. I, I just think earlier because it was so brand new and you're just like, man, what are all of these black people talking about? I think that's where the emphasis more so on the music. Right. I mean, from. you know, but I even like, you know, my mom, they introduced like the last poets. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, over some bungalows. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And some symbols, hi-hats, or, you know, the other poets in the background making, you know, hymns, sounds, and mm. stuff like that. But it was all about the lyrics what and what he said. was talking. It was yeah. all about content. And then as time kept moving up, you know, a lot of rappers kind of dissipated and like, you know, what what's listening to now. So now the track be like, okay, the track is banging, but he ain't really talking about nothing. Right. His, right. his content is garbage or, you know, he just really don't have. Now it's the beats and it's the, it's really just the beats. Yeah. Like for new age listeners, it's just, does it bang? Yes or no. And that's why we even fall in that category yeah. of like boom bap. Yeah. Because I we still appreciate good, good lyrics. Yeah. and But I also do think you do have to like, actually tune your your music consumption if that makes sense you know what i'm saying like i'll still get just like when i was talking about the the wu-tang series on hulu Mm -hmm. and i went and revisited the 36 chambers i because i watched the the series i understood exactly how revolutionary their style was from the music to the lyrics. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So then I went back and listened to 36 Chambers and I was just like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? I still gotta watch but Some I'm- of the newer newer cats are not going to just get that obviously recognition just because they haven't been in the game long enough. But I do think you have to tune your ears a little bit because some of them dudes, like even if it's not my style of music, some of them be spitting. You know what I'm saying? But you just have to listen to it with different ears. And that can be a hard thing to do. Well, you got to appreciate the talent. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for your era, obviously for me, you know, Kendrick, J-Rock, Schoolboy. Like, I really like them Mm. a lot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even Isaiah Rashad, you know, just for like some of the heavier stuff. Um, You know, ASAP Rocky, Mm -hmm. you know. So a lot of those dudes... I really like, mm-hmm. you know, because lyrically, you know, even Logic, man, like them dudes, they can, mm. they, man, they can spit it. I this like. This is where it comes from. Hold up here, because Dom has, he hates Logic. Man, Logic, and now I don't it, like it's Logic. the connection here. <laughs> We're making connections. <laughs> and it's not because he's not a good rapper. You shouldn't have been talking shit. 
<laughs> I just... Don't Dom look like Logic a little bit? Yeah. No, nigga, hell no. Hit him up. No, niggas, niggas see me in the street, they give me the head nod. You might just look at Logic as the next white guy. Like, don't give me that. Nah, he's, he's, he's mixed, but I mean, he, he got flow, man. No, I mean, I get it. He got get flow, it. you know what I'm saying? But I mean, I, you know, them dudes right there, they're talented. If I took, I mean, because really, Schoolboy Q tracks don't really move me. But he mixes his style up so well. Mm. So when you go back to Wu-Tang, like, I used to play a lot of that stuff for you. That's why I'm so happy you're in the music. But, man, RZA, Meth, mm. Ghostface, man, they was killing it. Nice. But even before them, KRS-One, BDP, mm. when, he, when he first came out with freestyling, man, it was like, wow. You know, so there's a lot of... Man, you know, Big Daddy Kane and them used to rock. Well, I was about to say, like, Mantronics used to be all beat. So there's a lot of Like, the real, I think, like, the person who really, at least from what I hear from a lot of music, people who are really, really heavy, like, the person who kind of just birthed the entire landscape that we see today, like, you got to go back to Rock Kim, like. Yeah, I but just B before Rakim, though, man, you got no, to listen get that, to BDP. But what, I get that, but what I'm saying is, like, I remember, I just saw a clip on YouTube, and I, it was someone from Run DMC who was expressing, like, when he first heard Rakim, because you know Run DMC was on oh, well into the 80s, like, mm-hmm. so he was on, on, but he literally said, like, man, we thought what we were doing was some ultimate next level shit, but they were like, when we heard Rakim, he was like, I thought my career was over. Like we have never heard anything. I think, yeah, like but he, he came like, like right before. I'm sorry, right before him though. When you listen to KRS One, my mm-hmm. philosophy. When he came with that freestyle, that was like, whoa. That's that's for us. Was yeah. our first trans. Uh, you know, that's when it kind of stepped over, and then Rock Kim came out. Just man. took it to a whole. I think Rock Kim introduced like true flow. Yeah, yeah. Like he, having that charisma. To find pockets, like not just the obvious, I'm a rap on beat, and but like find pockets and where he inserted words. And, and shit. that's why I used to tell people like, "Oh man, rock him, rock him," and I'd be like, "Man, but you gotta listen to KRS One." Mm. And my philosophy was philosophy was the first time we heard something like that. Mm. That like the flow off beat and catch it, and mm. then. And then, you know, when the Wu came in and Risen All Them came in, Method Man and them, they were really good at it. And then Rock Him and then EPMD, like all of them dudes, you know, and that's when, you know, you have your Nas because your Nas was the follower of Rock Him. Right, mm-hmm. right. That's where it really, you know, and even J. So, Cole, you see J. Cole after Nas. Yeah. yeah. So let's just say I have two questions for both of you guys. First, who is the best group of all time? Really, let's talk about the top three for sure. Best groups of all time. If I'm not even thinking, I'm saying Tri, Wu, Outcast. Without thinking. Ooh. Yeah. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mm. Mm. I'm saying those three. But I think NWA. NWA. Oh! Oh! Uh, (laughs) I gotta go with NWA. Nah. Yeah, there might be like some top three A, top and then three Run, B run DMC, shit. man, I gotta go. Run, run DMC, DMC has a very I mean, no they, for sure. I mean, when you just talk about to it, heavy yeah. metal, I mean they just they were like the first group to make money off of hip hop. I feel like, and and you know mm. what, man, they to me were the first ones. Well, for who sure, also went propelled into, it mainstream. 
there you the go. Key. They yep. crossed over from not only African American, they got over there into it was that rock, that rock, that, that rock, rock to that white that, that opened them up. Yeah, and then you know that's when you start having you know Rick Rubin, Lincoln Park, He's still and, around. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. man, Rick Rubin wrote all of that. So he's still writing records. Yeah, yeah. but NWA is very up there. But like, like I said, that was just like the three that came to my yeah. head. Boom. Yeah, but in NWA. NWA Trust me, it yeah. has to be. Well, look, their influence. Yeah, they're this strictly off influence. influence from. I ain't talking about West Coast because you got to remember yeah. East Coast start like you know I got to get that, and that's how you have the big pop of that. So talk it about might that gangsterism. Uh, and I, everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody knows that I'm a Tribe Called Quest fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when we think about Wu Tang Tribe. Uh, NWA. Oh, but when you think about Wu Tang Tribe and uh, NWA, and like I know it's the only two people, we Outcast was very pivotal. They yeah. Yeah, put they, a whole because once Outcast came out, the South has been running shit damn near ever since. Yeah, I mean the nine. I feel like the East Coast, Atlanta New York in sure. particular, really held down like. A lot of the 90s scene, but once Outkast was, intru- I think like the wave that they introduced for Southern rappers in general. Well, you, you really is hard to 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 discredit them past. Yeah, number. but you know you had you had people, a lot of them people before that. You know the Ghetto Boys, Scarface, mm. Big True. Mike. True. I mean, you know, oh, there's tons. That Swab House boy was. Oof. And they they had impact, but when we think about oh, again yeah. that crossover element that Run DMC Outcast had, it's that. about, it's oh, about yeah. the full package. By the time Outcast came out with Stankonia, it's over. They were beyond the stratosphere. Well, they're ATLians. That was yeah absurd. Yeah. That was in, next level. In uh, their Southern playlistic, or you know, yeah, or yeah. not Southern. Um, okay, so we got top five groups it. for sure. Now, once and for all, oh God, I hate these. We got to do your Mount Rushmore. Top four. If you never listen to music again, if you were putting someone someone onto hip hop or music for the first time, the whole package deal, not just who is on your Mount Rushmore. Like music, music. Well, no, hip hop. Oh, hip. Yeah, we're gonna specify. We're gonna specify. I'm rocking my boy Ice Cube from the game. Oh, I'm rocking Cube. Cube. I'm gonna go out and say Snoop. Snoop's on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, he ain't on mine. I think Snoop's on mine. I mean, from for our culture, like not our culture, but like our generation. I just feel Snoop like Snoop is just. And I, I, I guess to me, it would be between Snoop or Dre. I don't know if I'd put both of them because they're damn near. Hand well, that's in why hand. Cube is hard for me too because from from his, his era, he grew up listening to Ice Cube being a brand new rapper. Outside of Indi- Ice Cube was he, his the backbone sep- and everything from no, he NWA. Is. He and wrote, he, but when he, but when he, when Ice Cube separated from Indi- NWA, he, he went to the stratosphere and yeah. beyond. He became the biggest rapper for the next few years. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, you know, he was writing for four, five no, different for guys sure, for in sure. NWA, and then when he went solo, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, he just he he went to the stratosphere. Man, a gorilla's in a mess. Oh my god. West Side so who else, who else we got on there? Um. So who who's on yours? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna just mush them. No, all you in. can't. No, you can't. Man, pick one. Don't. Pick one. Come on. We all. He's picked Cube. I picked Snoop. You, you got. You got four on Mount Rushmore. You got so four. You, so you, I got one. She got one. Let's you, go. You, need, you got. You can't put a whole group on Mount Rushmore. No. Nah, you gotta put one. Put one person. 
We talking about the individual? Um, you know, this is going to be really a stretch, especially from the area y'all are pulling with, and I hate to do it, but I do feel like I would put Kendrick up there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna put Kendrick up there, but okay. So and I'm, but I'm saying that because you realize how many people you have to put him above. I understand that. So yeah. I'm only putting him up there because we can easily pull around a Mount Rushmore from '96 and before. Yeah, that's easy. But we still have to really consider like the impact that not only the 2000s had, but really the the 2010s, which is where we start to see his emergence. And I think the caliber of artist he is. And because he's such a historian of the era that came before him and the work that he's... Yeah, Kendrick's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah, so... And that's like Here's my where one half-assed New Age guy. Okay, so you're back on you. Eric, I gotta go with Rakim, man. Um, I gotta go with Rakim. And it's like, how are you gonna doubt the niggas that came out from like... No, 80, you can't. 88 no, to 96. Like, I mean, you know, I gotta go with Rakim. I know who your next one is. You already know who my next one is. Jay Z, Jay Z, yeah, Jay Z, bad too. I was going back and forth. <laughs> so I'm gonna say for short, Jay Z, Kendrick. I do really want to say Ice Cube, but in my heart, I'm gonna put Snoop. Right now, the last one gets real tricky for me because well, so who you got now? You got Kendrick. That's all you said. He already got three up. Uh, I these questions are so tough for me. Um, Kendrick for sure, because mm. oh, I be thinking, because like his favorite artist growing up is Busta Rhymes, so Busta Rhymes always has a special <sighs> place in my heart. I don't know if that's Mount Rushmore material. Ugh, he got hit. Yeah, yeah man, that nigga cold. You know, yeah, that, that scenario. And, I mean, man. And yeah, that shit plays to my my childhood oh, nostalgia my for ride, sure. Ride like a dungeon dragon. Ooh. I would probably say Dre, Kendrick. Um, You're putting Dre, but Dre on wasn't the a rapper though. He's a producer. But it's it's hip. Uh, it's hip-hop. no. It, it's a it's okay. it's allowable. It's allowable. Okay. Okay. I'd really be struggling with this type of question. Okay. So who else you got? I feel like just objectively, even though I don't listen to him a ton, I, I would put Jay Z up there for sure. Jay-Z. Over Nas, yeah, Jay Z is over Nas. Ooh, yeah, come on, yeah, he Ooh, is. Nas, man, that's no, why because I'm Nas is Nas, Nas but nasty. you know, Nas again, was the we are apparent to. No, I know, but we just we just talking about like I'm talking about longevity and impact. Yeah, okay, okay. Hov okay. is 52 okay. years old. Okay, okay, okay. So we know Jay Z and Kendrick are up for sure, all mm-hmm. across the board. And then, I don't know, I feel like Dre, Snoop, and Cube are all interchangeable, quite frankly. I don't think so. Cube, Cube, rock, I mean, lyrically. Cube has more more than, than uh, Dr. Dre. And sure. Snoop, he's lyrically. And Snoop, yeah. He's, he, lyrically, he's, he's dope, man. Snoop, Snoop is good, but he ain't Cube lyrically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, and it's, I, but I also think about... Like it's one thing to try and think, but I just really think about like who do like who would I? Enjoy I'm gonna tell you my listening. last one. I'm gonna just get ahead of it. Go ahead. Kanye's on my Mount Rushmore. <sighs> it, it, you know he is. He ain't on mine. Come on, man. <sighs> Come on, dog. Personality aside, 
Kanye nah. has changed the music game Fuck. single-handedly yeah. for a very long time. Personality aside. No, personality And that, that last Jesus record aside, there's no way I'd be able to I mean, when you just look at Kanye. the dropout, when you look at the college dropout to My Dark Twisted Fantasy, I mean, that's just... That's just an insane five album run. But I when don't you think look at everything he's like produced it. or literally had his hands in, yeah. down to the culture, down I can, to no, I'm down with that. I can get down with that easy. Kanye West, and I don't, I don't necessarily I mean, like it. I don't necessarily yeah. like it. No, don't get me wrong. As far as a producer and and all of those things, I I get it. I I for me, you know, I'm a little bit yeah. Well, you was around for the foundation, so yeah, those so types of me, people are gonna for sure. Yeah, so stand lyrically, out. like you know, just lyrically. Like, man, like Big Daddy Kane, like Raw, man, mm-hmm. he just nonstop killing it. Right. Like, it just kept going and going. Nah, Kendrick and Kanye are a mean, because Kanye was, you know, 2000 up to the 2010s, pretty much. Um, And then, oof, I, yeah. Kanye's super. That's a, that's a hard, that's a mean one, two on the Mount Rushmore. Kanye, Does Kendrick. Drake get an honorable mention? Um, I yeah. think anyone would kind of shame you for not putting him up there just off the strength. So yeah, for sure. But changing the game too, I kind of agree with you on Dr. Dre because you know Dr. Dre, look, he was straight he, disco before, and then he totally. Well, when he away. was with the Wrecking Crew, we used to watch Dr. Dre perform at the uh, Skating Ranch in Santa Ana off of Main Street. Mm. You know, that's when he used to wear the dresses and the lipstick and all that. But anyway, <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> I didn't mean to kill you, Dre. My bad. But on a real. When you talk about um, influence, not only that, I mean, the stuff he do for Mary J. Blige and the Jodis, like he wrote for everybody. Right. And Dre, you know, you know that when he said, give me half your budget, I'll get down on it because he had the Midas touch. Anything that Dre produced for any other gone. artist at the time, you know, you're going platinum because mm-hmm. of Dre. And if you look at a lot of the, the, the rappers that he back behind when he did Dub C, whether he do Exhibit, Ice Cube, even mm. when he did The Truth with featuring Rakim, you know, even when he teamed up with, uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, DJ Quick. Oh, my know. God, DJ Quick. DJ Quick did a lot Such an undercard. Yeah, so there's a lot of, like, the producer, rapper type guys, but, you know, just lyrically, like, I'm just going to get on a mic and kill it. You know? Yeah. It just, you know. So it's well, kind of hard. I think we should separate, like, so, like, Kanye and Dre and, say, like, DJ Quick and them, those are producer rappers, you know, for yeah, say. Yeah. But, like, just straight, like, I'm rapping, like, you know, Jay-Z, uh, you yeah. know, Kendrick, uh, you know, yeah. that, that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Cause, well, speaking of, so speaking what, of Kanye, yes. are what? we excited about his album drop? He's dropping tomorrow. I don't know if I'm... "Quote unquote excited." I'm gonna listen 100. I truly don't know what to expect. I don't I, want no gospel shit. I'm from be what a, I heard, I'm gonna be a I heard one shit. song that was a gospel record. Okay, I'm not mad if it's like sprinkled in. I, it's just too hard to expect anything from Kanye. So you never really know what you're gonna get. But but this is his uh, post divorce. Album, so and there's I, gonna be some and nasty let's keep it bars a buck. in there. And let's keep it a buck. It's, <laughs> I think it's also like his Black Redemption album. I really do. Like, I think I he hope. spent. I then he better be talking that no, shit. But I'm not. 
what I mean, okay, let me specify. What I mean by black redemption is I don't necessarily mean he's going to be on his power to the people shit, but I think he's going to put out a type of album that he knows his fans want to hear. Not just his fans, because his fans are worldwide now. No, his. Yes. The his core, black fans. His, his black fans that made him who he is. I think he's going to deliver us something that might be more aligned with whatever that we think we want from Kanye. And I only say that because he spent quite a few, you know, fuck all the money he's made and all the bullshit. He spent quite a while on the outside of the overall consensus of the black community. Yeah. His music is going to get a million streams day one from everyone. He's already earned that Mm -hmm. years ago, but he has been not a relevant topic of conversation for a long time, even through his, punk ass presidential bid like yeah I so think that's I think, what took a strain on everything no for, for sure. sure but he's been in he's been totally immersed in other business things from his shoes to his clothes whatever and he's yeah. been very successful at that despite well, this- how people feel at him but when it comes to his music i do think that for me the last at least two albums whatever they were for sure that mountain jesus album did not ring off to me. No. And the life of Pablo, like barely. It grew on me. But it, I yeah. know. I understand that it did to me too, but barely. Yeah. So for a while now, musically to me, Kanye has been absolutely irrelevant to the music game for quite a while. And all his features have been bad. They're all just like, all his features are just like talking and just bullshit. Um, this album is called Donda, named after his mother, and he's selling merch and, and you know, all of that shit. So I'm just really everyone hoping. Everyone blames, you know, the death of his mom on his bullshit. So I, I hope he brings it. Well, and it's crazy to think about because he's been away from Hove since he got married. Like, Jay-Z never even went to his his uh yeah, his wedding. And he's had four kids, you know, married. Divorce well, now. When he pulled that crap with Jay-Z, Jay-Z, you know, after Kanye's mom passed, let's face it, he broke. Yeah, he did. And he's still broke. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right there, like saying on the broke part, I think when he made, um, it was right before him and Hove did the the joint album. I think that, uh, yeah, I think after the, right before the Hove album, uh, Watch the Throne, and he had my beautiful twisted dark fantasy, and he had 808s. We allowed Kanye to be broken, but he was giving us his best music. But in that best music, it was a sound we never heard before. Yeah, twisted dark fantasy fantasy is by the majority one of the best albums ever made. Mm-hmm. 808s changed and birthed this era of. Remember when T in that pop show T Pain when he talked about he was in the studio with Kanye and he yeah. said. 808s is going to change everything. It's going to make auto-tune the standard. Mm-hmm. Yep. And show enough. And show enough it did. So I think that's what happened. And then once Hove walked away from him, he's just, it's not just Jay-Z one guy, it's the whole band. And when you lose that big brother that he truly felt with Hove influence and you're away from Beyonce and you're away from the status that they have, well, now you're on the Kardashian level and you'll be popular and you'll be in the, you know, tabloids every fucking week. But like niggas aren't fucking with you. Well, mm-hmm. the mistake that he made at that time is that 
he thought he was on a status level equivalent to Jay-Z, you know, and then also business wise, you know, he was still trying to get where Jay-Z was, you know, at that time. I'm going to give a little bit of pushback. I think truly he thought he was Kim K. (laughs) I think he thought he was a bad little boosh. I think he was a bad low. I think he might have thought he was a bad white nigga walking around here because and I, I only mean that like from like the, the status and like whenever he would kind of go on his rants and talk about what he thinks he deserves or the spaces he should be in. When you're a nigga like Kanye, who's used to being the max and then, and then you get with a bitch who's like your max plus 10, like she we all say Beyonce put Jay-Z on. Like, mm-hmm. in a real way. Jay-Z always had his street cred, his rock. We know who Jay-Z, but Beyonce really, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think Kim K had that same effect. I think that might have kind of well, got to his head. You know, as bit. far as popularity Especially and all that. Especially because he has yeah. to compete with a bitch who's more popular than him, but not more loved than him, right. and doesn't have to deal with that black barrier. Straight up. And that does make a big difference. But mm. as far as financially... That's a whole different story. She was blowing that nigga out of the water for years. No, she's not really. She wasn't really. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I think even Kim Kardashian right now is not even worth over like two hundred million dollars. No, but at that time before before because he was in debt and all his shit, she made majority of the money. Yeah, she. she, But he was still he was making (laughs) money on his way. He was making money. He just wasn't, you know, he wasn't doing like how Jay-Z was. Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? But look at Kanye now, though. But, I mean, Hove only touched the Billy, what, last year or a year before? And Kanye, he's at a bill already. Yeah. Because um, he owns. Uh, oh, yeah. Con- Kanye, Con- definitely. Uh, I saw Skims. something. I think he's like $1.2 or $1.3 billion. But you got to remember, Jay-Z was having lunch with uh, Warren, Buffett. Warren Buff like years and years ago. Like many years ago. I think it was like maybe five years ago. I mean, you know, so. I mean, I get what you're saying, but, you know, there's a difference between looking at, like, when people say, well, what's your net worth or whatever? What does that really entail? You know, is that your liquidity or is that just, like, you know, if you had to sell well, all, everything? You know, all you the know what I mean? Yeah. Well, all that, their so, wealth is tied into assets. Right. Yeah. And then you also got to look at it, too, you know, Jay-Z being up under the Dev Jam and Rock. You know, Kanye was his own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, uh, little Baby. Masters, rights, production, they own it all. Every cent went to them. And that's why he made all that money. Speaking of making money, mm. LeBron's net worth just hit a bill. Yeah, his net. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But Space Jam just threw him way over the top. He's got so much chips for Space as Jam. As a brand that's not public, that's big dough. That's big dough. But yeah. LeBron, I mean, we see LeBron make money every single day. Right. His promise school, obviously NBA, his Nike, yeah. Taco Tuesday. I mean, if there is a case tequila. for DK, the ethical. Even beyond that, I mean. The ethical and morally straight billionaire, like LeBron would probably be the, the for face sure. of Because he's, he's, he's done a lot for the uh, for the community outward. I mean, that's, that's, that's dope. He has his, you know, his little production company going, like. He's he's trying to get into a lot of shit, but and you know, he's be, on the tail end of his career, so it's the optimal time for him to start you know, getting in these a lot ventures. Of, like a lot of people are not learning. You got to think of people like Magic Johnson. You know, uh, mm. Magic Johnson. What is it? Uh, 
Cowpers. I think it's Cowpers. Yeah, he he he's the first single entity that ever managed that fund. Mm. Do you know how much in assets he had to have for that? Any yeah, black. Crazy. Yeah, Magic Johnson been making those. So you kind of get where I'm coming from. Oh, the yeah. only single entity, man, you, that's pretty in history. No, yeah, that's not. And that's a huge that's all the That's all the teachers in California. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's all their bread. Um, I mean, you know, so when you, you, you talk about business people and stuff like that, I mean, you know. All right. He, so we're, we're talking about big bucks. So. Wait, I'm going to interject. Okay. Dr. Dre <sighs> is now paying his wife $300,000 a month mm-hmm. for spousal support. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. We don't have no comments on that. It just I mean, is what it is. I mean, when you factor in what he making, so the the, the lot. Okay, okay, so you no, gotta no, 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 see what his holdings is paying him a month. Let's put this in perspective, right? Britney Spears holdings was paying her, her daddy. Do you know the Britney Spears tea? Huh? Do you know the Britney Spears tea? Let me tell you something, Britney. Whatever uh, you, you know, think Britney Spears was making in dollars was going straight to her. Daddy I don't know Britney. I've ignored that story. So what's going on with Britney Spears? Not to get on a super tangent, but in this, please do not quote me. This is the bare minimum, the bare bones minimum knowledge. But Britney Spears is under what's called a conservatorship or something like that, which basically means. You're a superstar. I'm your manager. I'm your father. Your father manager. You're destined for greatness, and I'm going to make sure of it. But for whatever reason, I've deemed that you're not capable of making good decisions for the betterment of your trajectory in your career. So I'm going to take ownership of all of it. Well, it wasn't. Since but, the but beginning? She had a, since... To this day, since the beginning to this day. I don't know if it was from the beginning, Dominique, when she ran into her legal issues and then with her kids and stuff the, like that. Then that's the when story I've been getting is that her daddy has been cutthroat from as close to day one. Because I know she had her breakdowns and everyone thought she was going crazy. She broke up with John. What led to all of those breakdowns and shit, though, was the fact that her life had been pretty much taken from her in every legal sense mm. that's what that's pretty I mean, much what's, and, that, and, that and that's what she's the, fighting against right now but you know a few years ago i read like her holdings and how much it was paying her per month now, i ain't talking about touching nothing else right but per month and her holdings were paying her like 70 racks a month and that's what i'm saying when you and that was years ago so can you can dr dre right? afford it 100%. Now that, that that's out the way. But you, but 300 you know, motherfucking thousand but, but you know dollars only, a year? But that only goes for so long, though. Until she dies or remarries. No. Well, she remarries, but <laughs> but let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That, hold on. You divor- Come on now. Hold on. Yeah. You divorce a bitch and she owes you 3.6 mil a year. You're remarrying? No. Listen to what I'm saying. She doesn't have to get remarried. What we don't know... <laughs> Is how long that run? That might only run. Now listen, that might only run because I do know somebody who got some major dough now that they they were married for quite a while. They only had to pay that for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sixty five. Like, okay, I'm staring so, down. The but wait a minute, thirty six million dollars is nothing. No, three, to Dre. Fair, fair enough. Three point six. 
But I guarantee you that three. Time oh, wait. ten. Yeah. That, no, it's not thirty six. That is three, three You know he struggles with no, no, math no, no, no. I'm about so to, much. No, because y'all fucking up. Okay. Three hundred thousand a year times twelve. Do you know how to, your mother? Three hundred thousand a year times twelve is three point six million, nigga. Okay. Times I'm, ten. Now, oh, ten you years. fucking. <laughs> I didn't know you factored in the ten years. I thought we was talking about one a, year. You I thought need we was a talking about like one a year. duh. <laughs> No, okay, but listen, this is no, what I'm saying. Surgical with this bitch, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> no, but listen, though. I know what you guys are saying because that's a lot of money. $300,000 a month. It might be for a period of time. You know, them kids get older. But check this out. I hear you. Yeah. But look, that ain't shit. Do you know how much Paul McCartney had to break off his wife? No, how Big Boy said it. Uh... In international players at the oh I can't even think of how the 300, song goes three hundred thousand ain't shit keep going no it was something keep nuts. going it was something three hundred I think if I'm not mistaken he had to tied to her a rocket send it out of spe- Paul McCartney couldn't something he had to give her I think something like a hundred million dollars a hundred million yeah, Paul, Paul a year type shit. Man. What? No, hold on. Because Big Boy to... on International Players Anthem, Big Boy literally talked about this. I'm about to pull it up for I'm you right now. I'm sick at the hundred chips. No, man, listen. That three hundred thousand, man. I can give her thirty six. How much, Yana? You gotta understand, some man. The dude is close to a billion dollars. Do you know what he probably earned? No, 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 no. Make no mistake. He can afford it comfortably. Now, once we put that to the side, bitch, three hundred thousand. A month? She better find a business. A month? She better figure it out. A month? But see, that goes back to my question. Ask Paul McCartney. The lawyers couldn't stop me. Slaughter, slaughter of them pockets. Had to tie her to a rocket. Send her in the outer space. I know he wish he could because he paying 20K a day. That bitch is eating good. (laughs) Listen. 20k a day but just the settlement yeah that brother's starving <laughs> yeah just the, the the settlement part right he had to give her 48.7 million from the up rib. front and you know that beatles money is long dope. fam if i can pay someone 20k a day and still live a life of, of any of kind of the lap of luxury yeah niggas is out that shit just... makes me want to get a prenup though i ain't even gonna lie <laughs> Not speaking we, about real life situations. In a hypothetical situation <laughs> that has nothing to do with and, our real life experience. And then on top of that, for that little kid he got, he paid $70,000 a month for child support. So I'm Bip. just I'm so, fighting for the custody over the support, man, best look, believe. I know. If I know I'm a billionaire good. and I was like, man, let me add that shit up. I got to get this motherfucker $36 million. I get it. Here you go. Cause that ain't nothing. I get it. That's just so. That's just ridiculous. It's just cause we're lowly peasants down here looking up for at sure the, at the gods, just throwing money away. But yeah, that that's a lot. Twenty k a day. Yeah, we, that bitch is eating good. What was I gonna say? What were you gonna say before the Dre thing? Oh, I was just gonna bring up like because we're just talking about obscene amounts of money. Like you hit the lottery for a hundred mil mm-hmm. takeaway. Like you walk away. Taxes paid and everything, 100 mil. Number one, are you telling anybody? And if yes, who? And then number two, who in your circle is just getting a million dollars off rip, no questions asked? How much did I win? 100 mil, takeaway. Like, you're, take free, you're free and clear 100 mil. 
who in your crew is getting the retirement package and who are you telling, if anyone? I'm going to let you go first. (laughs) (laughs) If I had $100 million, uh, y'all not going to see me for a while. But uh, Who, who, Who would you tell, if anybody? And then the second question is, who in your family slash circle is getting the retirement package? Meaning that Okay, you so guys can quit first of work all, today. I'm, I'm not telling no one. <laughs> that's a, I mean, that's impossible. Yes, though. it. No, it's not. If I had a hundred mil, I would not tell none of y'all. So let's say you did it, but your face, like someone found out it was you. You would listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. If I had a hundred million, first of all, y'all so if you're it. not telling anyone, that means you're not breaking off any dough. No, I am breaking off dough. So how are you breaking off retirement package well, so, without telling folks? Well, one of the things I'm gonna do is I'm gonna set up my shell companies. Number one, and you just go and you're <laughs> okay. just thinking. Niggas is gonna no. You're just who gonna in be your lucky. family are you telling? Come I'm on, not, I'm not telling no one. I'm not telling none of y'all. If I run across <laughs> big dough, you're not I, telling your wife, your I, sister, your I'm kids. I'm not telling your mom. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling Bree nothing. You just gonna get some money. <laughs> it's your girl, big. <laughs> this <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> This nigga, you just gonna get money. What difference do it make? But you, where you, you know, got yeah, it from? Yeah, nigga, like <laughs> nah, nah, niggas see, have been to jail for a lot less. Like, if I see a million in my account and you just tell it, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take the I risk that are. come with it. But I'm just but saying, see, but like, I, if I, if he so had if no I, dirty money before. But I'd be but, like, what is this? Nah, yeah, like, <laughs> okay, Bree. But if I came to you and I'd be like, okay, Dominic and Bree, I'm gonna break you off. Two million dollars, but you can't ask me shit. I mean, Dumb. yes, I'm gonna take it. Yeah, but you, but and I'm gonna say, if you ask me where I get the money from, you lose it. What you gonna do? I wouldn't say anything. I know you wouldn't. I That's know a you dead wouldn't. Case. If I gave you money, I don't even think you would ask. You'd be like, you gonna give no, me all of this for, dad? Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Who? You you are ass, but Bri will be like, you gonna give me all this money? No, I would take the money first. I'd find the he loophole. Go, he'll ask if there's more type shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no, I, 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 you know I, this nigga I, is. I get it out of you another way. Like that's easy. No, you that's easy money. No, you would. And that's hey, look, that's why I would set up show companies. You just get a check one day and you won't even know. All right, all right, Bri. No, let's the... play off that. Let's play off that. Stay okay. there. Pops breaks us off two million each. Right. Me, you, the girls. We all got two mil. Mm-hmm. Okay. It hits our account at the same time. Like, we're just being extra about it. Sure. What is your instant move? I don't know. I'd have to sit on it. I'd be, I'd be distraught. First I'd of, be thoroughly shocked. What would shocked. you say? <laughs> what would you say? If I, you just, I'd be like, boom. You couldn't talk to me. It just me. said two maybe, M's, maybe, Brett Bill. Maybe you could text me or something, but... You you went on. Let me just check my account. Two million dollars transfer from Red Bill. To be honest to God, I probably wouldn't even hit you up till the next day. But why? Because that <laughs> amount of money, I gotta be getting set up. Someone hacked something. Some that's a Either lot. Either way, of, you, you hit call, him you up. Call you call the bank up. right now and be like. How much it's money all legit. I got my account? How much money do look, I have look, my account? Look. She says you got two million. Yeah, we're. And oh, I'm, I'm we're ca- making it fun. We're making I'm it call, fun. I'm calling. He's already confirmed to you. Listen, he's already confirmed to you that it's yours. He's never I'm call, asking I'm for that I'm calling money you, back. and I'm saying, bro, do you got six months off? Like we're gone. Yeah, we're gone. Are you, I'm trying, are you to, trying get, to call me. I would call you once. I would, for sure. I would call you once. But 
whenever it just fucking whenever he settles, hits me with the text like it's yours, bro. Like I'm we gone. need six months. You <laughs> yeah. need to put in a family medical leave of absence type shit. But I, but we've talked about this before. I would still go to work. My normal life for the most part doesn't stop. I would want to buy another property, but I would just keep working. You ain't working no overtime, though. No, I ain't working no overtime. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm just. <laughs> hell no. I think my friend put like $2.2 million in I think in it an would actually make and me. And it pays him about eight grand a month. I think it See? would actually make me a better worker because oh, now yeah. I don't need to be here. So now I'm just literally just doing it off the strength of I need something to do for six to eight, ten hours a day. But for sure, it would definitely be on some like. Someone died. I need a break, and for sure we're we're international for a few months. Now we we've asked this question. I would say you being on the the latter end. What did you say? What would you say the average average American person needs to have to retire? They wanted to retire at sixty five years old because you you make good money at the shop, so. I think your amount maybe is a little bit. It's definitely not the average amount to retire. Like right. if I offered you five M's, you would still you would say you would tell me to hold it. Yeah, if you gave me what for the business? No, if I just said yo, yeah, I'm gonna offer you five mil, but like you have to retire today. You cannot work <laughs> oh, anywhere. No, that ain't enough. So that's what I'm saying. That's a little. I bit mean, it, it, it's enough for me to quit. I can no. Get me wrong. I'll stretch that five million. <laughs> Because I can invest it. I mean, you, you got to understand something. For me, I don't really need much. At that point in time, man, you give me a little rinky-dink apartment. I can go buy a motorhome. I can live anywhere I want to live in the country. Yeah. And spend very minimal because, I mean, you know, listen, and I'm not even trying to brag. I've made a million dollars before in a mm. year. You know what I mean? You know? And so I've been – that's not really – but it was at a certain point for you. Yeah, at, at a certain point in time when you start making like, you know, six figures and you start going up and stuff like that, like, okay, I've eaten very well. I've worn nice stuff. There's not really too much that I can't buy right today. Mm-hmm. Like even right now, I, yeah. could, I could buy pretty much a lot. I can't buy, like, like LeBron can buy a whole bunch of them. I might be able to buy one or two, but that's all, but I still got it. Yeah. It still don't matter. Like, you know, if he eat a five in the morning, I can eat a five in the morning. He could probably eat it every day. I could probably do it like once. I think this months. is a good callback though, to that question of wanting more and then being able to survey your own field and being like, this is good. Like, do you think five? And that's mil- exactly what do he you just think, said. He yeah. said he could def obviously. I can definitely. He could because five million dollars. Like, let's just give you another fifty years, right? Let's just be super. I'm good because uh, I can I can invest that money in enough where it pays me for enough sure. to survive. I don't need a lot to survive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, five five would for sure be yeah, the ticket I'm, out. I mean, a lot of people be like, "Well, that ain't nothing. You can run through that." Well, if you're frivolous, yes, you can. But I don't need much. Hey, man, I'll put myself on a hundred thousand a year lifestyle and put all that shit where I it can needs live to off go. less than that. Yeah, you can. Live, no, for you sure. No debt. No, for sure. And I and mean, no taxes. And, and, and I'm saying comfortably. I can live off of that easily. No, for comfortably. sure. No, yeah. for sure. No, comfortably. I'm yeah. saying giving yourself that cushion. To me, especially where I'm at in life, should be more than enough. Well, you know, especially if you, if you when inv- you know you got. 
4.9 M's in the bank. Like, well, if you put that money up where it's paying you a good dividend each month, you're good. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, 5 million should be, you should be, you know, somewhere in between 20, 25 racks. Right. Maybe a month if you do it right. That's or maybe, I ain't going to say that much. I would probably say about, say about 15, yeah, 15. racks. Well, mm. 15 racks a month for me. Jeez. Oh, my God. For me, I'd be like, ooh, I can do that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, I mean, when, when you really look at right. it all, you know, especially for me. So, okay. Bree, who, who, who in your circle... You and you alone on some fluke shit. You bought the ticket. You alone didn't even tell Jen. Didn't tell me. Like didn't tell anybody. You just went to the gas station on some fluke shit. Bought the ticket. You're a hundred million walk away winner. Who in your circle are you telling? And who in your circle is getting the instant retirement package? Who are you giving that to? What's the instant retirement package? Meaning that you. This is enough money for you to retire for the rest of your life. So let's just say three to five M's. I, I That's figured, a lot of money. No, I know. But you have $100 million. So who in your life is getting the retirement package? Like, I want y'all to literally enjoy this with me. Who are you telling? Before you even answer that, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, I'm just saying, the reason why I know you guys wouldn't tell anybody, because, man, the burden that that carries. No, I That's what I'm thinking. Ahead. That's why, that's That's why it's such a fun it. question. Well, yeah. I would say... And like I said, all that being considered, I would think on it. I'd call you though. Mm. I'd probably call you first, mm. and I'd tell you to meet me somewhere. Yeah, and we in would a have dark to, alley. Yeah, we'd have to get. It would be it. the code red. How many times have we sent code red in our lives? Like, um, I, I, I have the boom mic listening to y'all. Shit. <laughs> oh, nah, nigga. Like, it would literally. I would literally be like, no questions asked. You need to meet me in Palm Springs right now. Like just some total random no, eighty would, mile away type. But, shit. but somebody did that to me. Immediately, I'm in a car. I'm going. Oh, I'm going because I know what that means. No, I'm going. No, oh, I'm on. No yeah. questions asked. Nope. If Rashawn called me, said, "Brett, I need you to meet me." It'd right be two thirty in the morning. Period. In the, in I'm the on the desert. sixty east, screaming. No, <laughs> so I would definitely like. Okay, and I only say this because you need people or someone to me that has known you majority of your life, that grounds you, that checks you, that can bring you back down the whole from bit. The yeah, because I'm gonna be turned. I will say this. I don't know if I love anybody that much to just break you off the retirement package just off the strength of I have an abundant amount of cash. Just thinking of like right now, Mm. I could definitely see myself being like generous and stuff. And I would say I'd maybe pay off like my grandmother. I would take off for sure. She should live anywhere she wants to live paid free. She's gone. I'd probably penalize my parents and buy them like a house that they have to live together on some shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally make them niggas. Some fat ass <laughs> shit, but just make it miserable. Just make it just terrible. Like right. somewhere in Malibu. But them and y'all just, can figure out how to flip yeah, it. Yeah, y'all y'all have to deal with it. No, I, I would take care of my parents, uh, my grandmother. Um, you guys, for sure. You guys are definitely like my second family. And I would, obviously... Jen and I are together. So I would definitely love to pay the property game. Something I did think about was, you know, just like paying off people of my family. Like, I'm going to just pay off your crib. Mm, you know, like, I, I can't really I can't really give you three M's or nothing because bottom line, I know I have it, but you don't know what to do with it. Well, you don't either because you just got it. No, no but I you, do know what to do. But you <laughs> definitely don't know what to do with this. So I'm going to just help you out to where you lay here set. for the rest of your life and you're good. Yeah. Well, and that's my... 
good deed of the family. In mine, yeah, I'm paying off Dominique's place. I'm paying off Rashawn's place. I'm paying off Stacy's place. Um, and even that's like that's just nothing. Two, that's like two yeah, mil two tops out yeah, of a hundred. Yeah. So like I'm saying, I'm I'm knocking off all of the people who were uh, supportive of me in my life. Like sure. your your house is paid for. You know, I'll, I'll when Tyler and Corey, whatever, I'll, I'll put some money aside for them. I'll put some money aside for Bria when she wants to buy. Um, you know, Gigi and Naomi be set up. They won't be getting their money till they're yeah. to 18. Till we die or something. Uh, no, <laughs> no, the whole 18, they'll start, uh, 25, yeah, 25. 25. 18, they'll start getting a little bit of money. <laughs> they get and, an but allowance. then when you graduate from college, that steps up, you know, career. Sure, and then sure. after that, I'll be like, okay, they should be known by then. And then, you know. But we can all agree, like, breaking people off for, like, what they've already bought or put money into, that's just easy. And then after I do that, I then think, I'll chip Stacy off a meal right off the gate. Like, I'm yeah, going to pay your house off a special yeah, that's what I'm asking for. Yeah. Oh, that's like the like special the, package. Like, who's gonna get? Okay, maybe. Well, you're Dominique, you're gonna get a stipend. I want you to work a few more <laughs> yeah. years, but I'm gonna pay off your house, and you're gonna get a stipend. You're gonna get a nice stipend each month. But in order to get that stipend, you still gotta work. I don't want you to ever lose that. And that's okay, the, if that's I got the, the gift if, of the gab right if there. If I got the hundred takeaway, aside from like my debt and all of the foo foo shit. All of the foo-foo debt at that point that's in the family. I think, in my opinion, mm -hmm. I would for sure provide at least my immediate family, which is you, mom, Tyler, and Bria, the retirement package. Oh, here's yeah, that's easy. Here's I mean. five. Easy. Oh, yeah. I'm boom, 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 boom. Sure. I would give you the retirement package because you're really the only friend that I have and I need to enjoy this with somebody. Sure. So if you were down, bro, quit UPS tomorrow. Here's five M's. I'd even throw in the extra two for Gianni and Jen just so we can all act up together. Yeah. That's about as far as it well, would. Well, my grandparents, I'd make sure, you know, yeah, they got everything. Those people would be taken care of. That's what I'm but saying. But th th that's a given. But yeah, I would give you guys money. But just because so I don't have to do the day to day of the taking care of you. Here's the five M's you're taking care of. Now let's figure out what we really want to do in life. I'm a, I'm a, that's just me. I'm a, with the I'm going to be like, circle. here go, here go $5 million, Bree, but you still going to work for the next five years. Nah, I would die. still, yeah, I'm going to break you off a little bit. If you want to work, cool, but I would still have to work. And, and this is just me is sure. because especially like he was saying the burden. Okay. You didn't already paid my house off. You didn't broke me and everyone in the crib. Two mil each, right? We should be done like for life. Like we were talking about. Most people do not make six figures. Even a hundred racks before taxes. You can hope that over the course of like a forty slash fifty year working lifetime, you could maybe hope to make like two million, I think is the last article. That's what I I'm read. saying. But the problem is with the retirement packages and trying to isolate those people and all that shit is when you or surrounded by niggas, and it's going always got, gonna be. Man, hey. They're gonna be at you. Niggas gonna be no, that, to, I mean that's true. Man, but they, then that's just a question of y'all's character, and then I'd have to make a decision. But that is the decision. That's well, why yeah. I'm saying I could pay off your car and your crib, and maybe we can all have like a very nice Christmas. But this happened to me, and I did the right thing by you. Yeah, I mean I that's still. But that's I still fine. want. I still want you to have that drive. What I would hope is that I do give you some money like that. You come back and be like, now that I have this money, I want to 
make this money, make money. I want to make money while I sleep and come to me with some. Let's make no mistake. The only reason that I would even be willing to give that much money to any one individual aside from whatever influence you had on my life would be solely off the fact that I trust you with it. Now, I can give you five mil and we can ride off to the sunset. You blow through that. I mean, it's, you know, whatever. You're on your own. But, <laughs> well, but, that's the easy answer. But see, oh, but damn, he, just do, ha- he just had a point that I wanted. Damn. About drive, wanting you to work for it. Oh, that's the question I had. So you opened up the Fontana shop 2014, 2015? Somewhere So about there. six years, six, seven years ago, yeah. Okay. If at that time, Uncle Melvin came to you and said, yo, here's a, here's a meal. Would you have still been in the same business? Like my question is, it's hard to me harder on the surface to say here's the money, a good amount of money. Mm. Now go make money off that money versus here's nothing. And you made it to something. So would it have been the same? Obviously it's on the surface. It would have been different. But would you have treated it the same if you were to give, like, here's a, the lump sum and now go make something happen? Yeah, for me, um, you know, having a restaurant out there, if he would have came to me and gave me that kind of money, it would have elevated me even more. Mm. It would have, and I think the elevation that I'm talking about is time too. I would have been able to do more quickly or faster, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, even right now, I should have had. I should be on my fourth opening right now. The pandemic killed me. Two years, it killed me. Because I still should have the um, one in Ontario. Mm-hmm. I should have this one in Huntington Beach. And I should already been down south. And some new proposals have just came back up right now. Mm-hmm. So San Diego's back on the board. Um, new York is on the board now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm getting ready to go into some negotiation on that. And then, you know, getting back out here in the Inland Empire, um, you know, also another coastal up there by Hermosa and Manhattan Beach. So there's some things that, you know, are developing right now for me, but a cool million dollars would put me in like liquid million dollars would make that happen even. I was about faster. to say it would have just totally yeah. accelerated. But what, what I'm you saying is what you do. would have had now you've been through those experiences, so that's easy to say, but would you have still you know, chose restaurant business and invested because I think oh, that's the hard question. Too, oh yeah, because what do we invest in? Let me tell you, when we opened up this restaurant in Fontana, I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I mean, I broke the numbers down, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I can survive off of this or whatever. I can still provide for you guys, whatever. But then, you know, when uh, I probably say about the fourth month, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> we making some dough. Mm-hmm. Then when the caterings start kicking in, I'm like, wow. So you got to, let me give this to you in perspective, all right? This is crazy. That Fontana, shitty location, mm-hmm. everything, all right? Construction and all that all bullshit. All that bullshit. And then just, you know, the, the the market that I'm in, the average household income, I think, in Fontana was 55 grand or something like that. Rancho was 75,000. Made a million dollars in one year at that location, Okay. And you also got to think of the uh, caterings. Mm. Okay. So I moved to Huntington Beach. So what 
I, I, so what I make in one month at the Fontana in Huntington Beach, I make in one week. Mm. You get where I'm coming from? That's without catering because everything has been closed down. So now that it's opening up, we're getting caterings, we're getting party, and, you know, picking up accounts, you know. So, you know, picking up major accounts through FedEx and all of them and some of these other big corporations now, that, that'll, that'll boost me. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's a difference. It, it really is. And even though, like, okay, man, I'm in a great situation right now. I can make some money or whatever else. But, like, I go to Manhattan Beach. Man, that's going to eclipse this one, mm-hmm. mm. you know? And I'm talking about, like, maybe a 38 to 42% increase <laughs> over this. You know why? Because it's a different money, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what I do. I do research on areas where, like, okay, the average, the lowest average household income, Huntington Beach, 135 racks. <laughs> that's the lowest. That's but you go to Manhattan Beach, guess what that jumps up to? And then you also got to look at it in certain those areas. Those people don't cook. What professional community? They eat out five and a half nights a week. Well, mm-hmm. they coming to see me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I got a family right now that comes in every weekend and order a family meal. They give me $1,000 a month. <laughs> I mean, crazy. and then so like for us, we're like, man, that's over my car note. I can go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. More than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, you know, that's yeah. a third of my mortgage. mortgage. Yeah, easy. You see? So I'm talking about when people with this disposable income and all of that, and you you know, you hit this right markets. <gasps> yeah. So it does. But if he would have gave me a million dollars, I'd be booming even more right now. Mm-hmm. You know? And and so my goal is really, you, you know, you guys are talking about this. My goal is to get so many of these open maybe minimum of 10, somebody will come along and offer me a pretty penny for this, especially my products going into Costco, uh, Sam's Club, Walmart. That's making money while I sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, you can rebrand it. You can call it whatever you want to call it, as long as you got my money. So somebody's going to come along and be like, hey, we see what this is worth. We're going to give you a big lump sum. I get that. All right, you can have it, sell it. I'll break you guys off because I only need so much to survive. I don't need, you know, I'm doing mm-hmm. everything. I mean, to travel and do this and all that, I'm good. Yep. So, yeah, you guys will get a good lump sum, and y'all be set up pretty nice. And, you know, that's that's my end game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think the question just goes to me is like, man, who are the people that I'd want to be able to enjoy this with? My life is going to change regardless, you know? So it's like... How do you think it's going to change? I'm just saying, like... If you were to get all that money? Yeah. Like, I, how do you think it's going to change? I would just say it was, it's it's just going to change in the trajectory that you look at your future, what you thought you wanted to do, what interested you before that maybe you were doing because it was the best opportunity in front of you and you had to make a decision on your life. It just, it, it'll, it just grants a scary amount of freedom, and I could honestly see how getting that type of money could also like lead you to a life of loneliness because you might be afraid of like how people will treat you different or family friends. And you might just be so scared that you, and that's why in most cases you would live commonly. Like if I had that kind of money, when you say, but you ain't telling nobody no. but more importantly though, the only thing I think that would change in my life is I will now pursue the things that I, wanted to exactly do, which is know? to me what the retire 
like in my philosophy, the reti- if I'm giving you the retirement package, yeah. it's because I know that you'll now have the freedom to like truly be or do what you want to do. Yeah. And if you want to keep whatever job you have at the time, bro, I don't care. But at, at least, you know, you'll have the comfortability or the security. I, because now I do. So I want you to have it too. And that's I, just how I look, I, at it. I look at you guys, especially you. Cause I, when you be like, dad, I'm working overtime. I'm like, get that money. That's my baby. You know <laughs> right. me. We like that paper chase. I look at Dominique, you know, he was working full time. Then he come to a restaurant. He works seven days a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You guys have that hard work mentality. I love that. So I think if you did run across some of that kind of money, all I think it would do for you is really uh, enhance what you were going to go to anyway. Mm -hmm. It would enhance it. It would speed it up even more. But I don't think you would lose your drive. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think you'll lose your work ethic. You know, I don't think you'll lose your sense of morality. None of that would really change for you. I just think it would accelerate you to get to that point faster. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's not some people. They get all that money. They think, woohoo, it's party time, this and all that. When I just mentioned it to you guys, the first thing you guys are like, how can that money make me more money? Yeah. You see the difference in the mentality? Yeah. And that's what I was talking about earlier, that financial literacy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what else you got for us? <sighs> we got a little bit of fuck shit. You want to do a little bit of fuck shit? Yeah, let's run through it. All right. This was inspired by a video I saw on Twitter. Some uh, love and hip hop type shit. Oh my God. Putting science to the side. Okay. Your girl, she sets up a nice lunch for you. It's real pretty. Like, it's at a park, but y'all like got caterers and shit. Like, it's nice. And you're just thinking to yourself, like, dang. You know what I mean? Maybe you guys might have been a little rocky the week before, whatever. Okay. Y'all already have a kid. It's your first kid. Might be a bit more challenging than you thought it was going to be. So you're at this lovely custom green lawn dinner type shit. And she hits you with the, oh my God, babe, I just, you know what I mean? I'm so excited to share this with you. And she's pregnant. Taking it in. You ask her, okay. How far along are you? And she's not going to give you the months, you know, because that just sounds nuts. <laughs> so she's going to hit you with the, oh, you know, just uh, 24 weeks. What the fuck, y'all? God damn! I beg your pardon. <laughs> and as she's kind of beg your pardon. And as she's looking at you, and mind you, you probably have the face of shock. You six months? Disbelief. And she's looking at you and then she asks you like So like what? Like you're not excited? That sounds like some shit Jen would do though. <laughs> so she told you she was praying. But 24 weeks is insanity. Before, like, it's too late for y'all to have a real discussion about what y'all are going to do. Oh, yeah. She's six months pregnant. So, so exactly. W- what would you say? How would you feel? 
I'm asking you first. I'm asking y'all first. I, I would just say... But the context that. is is that y'all had a first baby already. Yeah. And that first baby... And it's just been rough ...was since. a lot rougher than you thought a first baby was going to be. So a second baby was not in your antennas. It just was not on your antennas. But and you she, were still having sex unprotected. Right. Okay. But... Are you shooting up the club? Uh, that's what I'm saying. No, no. So, so okay. I mean, you have... Of course, there's accountability there. Yeah. But you found out six months later. There's a difference between accountability in week three and four and week 24, 25. So I'm just asking, like, in week 24, 25, like, it's dumped on you then. How do you feel? Do you hop on the quad and do a wheelie off the camera or? (laughs) Like, and she didn't tell me? And she knew you well, found obviously. out at 24 weeks. Oh man, um, <laughs> yeah, let me, <laughs> yeah, no, like both of y'all sit here trying to ask me about no, what's I'm the making... proper theme, no. bitch. Are you crazy? Look, um, um, look I'm gonna be very vulnerable. I'm be like, I didn't, I'm gonna tell... be venom. No, I'm gonna be venom. Be... Hold I'm on, biting that head off. Hold on, I'm gonna be very vulnerable. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna be very vulnerable because I fucked up. I didn't tell niggas that I got a girl pregnant until about three months after. Yeah, you're low key, Erica. Yeah, men three months, months, nigga, so look, like five months. No, nigga, no, that, look, you're describing you your look, scenario. Exactly. So no, I'm I'm being full disclosure. That's full you're vulnerability. That's full vulnerability. So I'm just asking. You know what I mean? It's your girl. It's your baby. It's too late to even have a discussion about how you feel. 24 months, she hits you with that. Honestly, like, I'm going to tell you, for me, it's not even, I mean, the kids come in, you know, at some point I'll find myself excited. It would be me laying my head down at night looking over like, I can't trust this bitch. Mm, because I'm, I'm, that, yeah. that, that, that's the, really the thing. I'm going to mm. take care of my kids. But you didn't tell me But you, for like, you're six, forcing me to take care of my you kids. You not telling me and deciding something for six months? Like, I could, I'm always going to take care of my kids. But, bitch, it wasn't a choice. Like, you're not going to get off the I'm not a shit daddy. And so I'd be, I'd be. Nah, because I'm I'm like, look, when I was shooting up the club, (laughs) I knew it was a possibility. But you didn't tell me I'm venom. I'm biting your head off. (laughs) Straight up. Um, You didn't tell me? Yeah. Oh, man, listen. Yeah. Um, Because you can take the self-accountability. I was shooting up the club. I found out right when you missed your... And we're early enough that we can have a but, very but, healthy but conversation. All the, that aside. The reason I, the reason, well, listen, the reason why I kind of hold it back because you are pregnant. So I don't want nothing to happen to the baby. So, right. but after you have that <laughs> baby, you can best believe for six months, I'm taking you through <laughs> hell for, si- for as long as you did. For six months, you hanging out with me and Satan. Okay, you way <laughs> down there. Yeah, you you might have to give up full custody even, on some shit. Yeah, even mm. you yeah. might have to give it up. No, I'm gonna I'm going you gonna pay six months. You going through yeah, it? <laughs> you, you, I'm, 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 look, even Saint gonna be like, God damn, bread is on your head. Yeah, you're gonna be below him. You're going to the underworld. Okay, straight yeah. up, I'm gonna make you pay for six months yeah. of that shit. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna pay for six months. Yeah, or. I'm gonna be like, especially when it's yours, like, <laughs> and then you know, because like what you talk about the deception part, like you didn't even tell me, and it's not, it's deception and omission, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be throwing some big ass cookie crumb clues out there <laughs> that don't really mean shit, but I want them out there so I make your ass feel insecure and make you feel like what it really feels like, because pain is the worst deterrence. 
And you can sometimes you just got to make people go through that motherfucking pain, you know, for them to relate. Because you can. I think under- that's what she was going for. Yeah, because <laughs> you can understand. You know, like, like, like Dominique, you know, if you cut your finger off, I'd be like, damn, Dominic, I know that shit hurt because I can understand. But yeah. I don't relate because I still got all mine. Yeah. Now, if I didn't have no <laughs> fingers, I'd be like, nigga, I know what you're going through. Right. You know, you try to dig in your nose and you realize your finger wasn't there no more. I <laughs> yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah. So there's and a lot of people get that mixed up. Understanding and relating. You know, like people this is like, true. oh, Brett, I know it was poor, man. I, I, I can understand. Well, motherfucker, but you didn't have rats and roaches. So you don't. Relate, you can't feel that hunger that I felt. You mm-hmm. go to the pantry, I couldn't. Right, it's, which is you know, which in and of itself, in it in of itself, is not a knock against the other person. But I, it, it was just a super funny question to me because that, instantly I saw a lot of comments like, "Oh my God, he's such an asshole for not jumping up for joy," and I'm just kind of thinking to myself, well, like, "That's bittersweet, though." Like you're you're gonna be happy, but like, damn, but it's like bitch. right, and we're just taking yeah. out all consideration of like we can afford to have this child. We're taking out all of that stress, but st- still the level of just you, why, I had a why kid. Why didn't you tell me? It's a struggle for me. I'm still trying you, to find my feet, and then you're just dumping this on me. Like, and I'm you, supposed to, and I'm supposed to be ecstatic. No. Like, no, like it's almost, and like, I'll die on that hill. And like, you know what? It's almost like she took it to that turn because now it ain't no point of return. So, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, that was... Like, like, she was like, I don't want that part of the conversation. No, that had to be on the forefront oh, of her yeah, brain. She was for like, sure. saying shit. Now it's to the point, like, nigga. Because if we would have had this conversation at month one, yeah. probably would have went a little different. <laughs> <laughs> we might be considering some other shit, you know? Like, oh, she fell down the steps. <laughs> but I'm saying, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm lying. But on the real, though, nah, man. No, nah, yeah, you a little distraught. Six months, I might ride out on the quad too. I might be out. I, I don't think I would leave her. No, I it's I, I know, know what you you're saying. There is a funny video, video. The nigga literally I hopped on the quad and busted a wheelie and drove <laughs> away from the bitch. Nigga going through hell. He's yeah, been in he Jamaica through, ever yeah, since. But six hell. months, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm listen, I know a situation like and then this she ended up having her baby like early type shit, and they was in the NICU for a month. Oh, and he never came to see the baby. Oh no! That now that's fucked up. Now that's I'm not, fucked. I'm up. not gonna be like that. Listen. No, that's fucked don't get me Here wrong. <laughs> I'm happy and I'm gonna love my baby from the gate. But I will tell you this, bitch, you getting ready to suffer for a little while. Mm. You know because this that six months that I'm about to take you through for the six months you hold on to me ain't got nothing to do with the 18 years I got this. That's what I'm on. saying. It's so it just no nothing. way. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 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 you know it's kind of you know shocking. No, yeah, I. That's why I just wanted to ask because even when I that's saw the video, I was shit. just because <laughs> even when I saw the video, I was just like, "Damn, she hit that nigga with the motherfucking ooh-wah. Like, well, but but then you know that's that old keep a baby nigga. You know she. Oh yeah. But she, it's like you already had one, so know, I'm already. But kept. but that. But, yeah, but no, not no. But one, I can like two. But two, you be like, she. Yeah, yeah. Cause, we we, cause we know child, about the we know that child the support go third. from four eighty to nine sixty. Let me hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah, know that, that bitch is paying twenty k a day. That bitch is eating good. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it was what? that was just a fuck shit question. I just thought it was really funny when I saw it this morning. That shit was hilarious to me. What else you got? Um, bro, we we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it. The motherfucking twenty twenty one 
NBA Finals. Okay. For me, I don't know. They were in exciting fucking finals. I felt awesome. It was good finals. But for me, because I'm casual basketball fan, Mm -hmm. been into it recently in the past few years. Casual basketball fan, DK, these are small market teams, blah, 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 blah. Them niggas was balling. They asses off. Mm-hmm. I don't think any game was won outside of like a 10 point difference. Yep. Like every single game came down to the wire. But bro, shout out to motherfucking Giannis, dude. That nigga. He's only 26 years old. Two time MVP, regular season MVP. Defensive player all the year. A defensive player of the year. Six-time All-Star, NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP at 26 motherfucking years old. (laughs) Niggas need to have some uncomfortable conversations about that young man. He has. He could retire tomorrow, Hall of Famer, at that point. Well, And I don't know shit about (laughs) basketball, but that's a fucking nut-ass resume. He has uh, tapped into what we would say that Michael Jordan, that Kobe Bryant mentality. Yes, he alone. Yes, he he. And and we haven't seen the best of him yet. He still got some ways to go to For develop sure. his game. Oh, he's such a good guy, though. I've been watching his oh, interviews, man. and I'm I'm hopping on the Giannis bandwagon, the, the man. Dude. The way he answers his questions and just. Talks about himself and is just so humble. Like he has the the mentality as far as like the on the court killer instinct, but I feel like he has a different level of humility that Jordan and Kobe well, didn't his, capture. And he his family that beautifully. It's yeah. a different culture. Different culture. His sure. family, number one. And that dude right there is like very uh, authentic. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, if you hear how he speaks of like how you spoke of Kevin Durant or yeah. like you know how he gives other players kudos other dudes have so much ego where they act like they no he's pay. so so but humble he, you know man he'd be like man that dude's incredible and this and that and owns his dude. mistakes like yeah very full accountability and then another crazy thing there's three of them Antetokounmpo I've been practicing saying the name the Antetokounmpo brothers there's three of them in the league Mm -hmm. all three of them niggas have rings Mm -hmm. granted the other two didn't like lead their teams there but come on but i mean for the makers i got two two siblings in the league and we all got rings my nigga i mean that's you're not telling me shit period no and i mean that nigga went to chick-fil-a and ordered a A 50 50 (laughs) yeah yeah not not 51 not Not 49 49, but 50 I no, mean, I'm, that, I'm that happy was... for Giannis, but you don't have to put Chris Paul. I mean, if he thought he was getting the contract, it's just not happening. He needed to win. That's just what it is. I, I, he felt he fell in high moments. I do feel I, I only feel bad for him because this has been the story of his life. You know, like, but I mean, Chris Paul did what he did, man. Chris Paul played well, man. I just hate to say Whole it. Whole niggas don't prosper, though, man. Like, yeah, well, but you know what, though, man? You know, some people are winners and some people are champions. You know what they say. Just because you wear a shirt, that's it. You know, don't make you a winner and all that. Yeah, yeah. The, Aiden, mm-hmm. that motherfucker shrunk. He went from seven feet to six, two. The moment was too big for him. He just shrunk. Look, he by melted. the time they got back to Milwaukee, that nigga Giannis said, 
nobody on this court is going to stop me from doing anything that I want. They just had momentum. When they won them two in a row, that's just, it was on their side. Well, but, but see, it really wasn't about the play. It was about the mentality. They were supposed to lose that game. Mm-hmm. You, For sure. You two know, games. You two know, games. Yeah. Well, yeah, it should have been no a sweep. No one expected sweep. them to win in six. And it should, to win, they, period. They should have been swept. Um. You yep. you got you got an incredible game out of Drew and Middleton at at the uh, at, at one game, but this last game those two played like shit. It was Antetokounmpo. He's the one who did it all single handedly, single handed, sure. and he willed it. I mean, you see him diving after a ball. He I just was, feel like he left it all I just out feel there. like when I was yeah when I but I feel like when I was watching the Bucks though, I just felt like there was overall more contribution from the team at large, even if like Drew or Middleton weren't hot on the shot, the plays that them niggas were ma- like but you have in to key you have moments. To this. The well, Suns is a young team. That's true. Aiden and, just got drafted in 2018. That's true. And Book is young too. But Book you, is young too. But you know what the biggest difference is, guys? They plus 44 in offensive rebounding. You're going to lose. You know, mm. when the motherfuckers, I mean, they killed them on it the was board. Just the Your seven game. footer can't be getting damn near 20 rebounds a game, and then in the last two, your guard get more rebounds. Six rebounds? Yeah. Come on, cuz. It yeah. was just hard. That's an effort. To me, yeah, yeah, to me, the Bucks totally are the epitome of heart, effort, underdogs, and like. I might not be hot at the three-point line, but I'm making the clutch steal at the end of the game. Well, another throw. but you another thing like is, too, the motherfucker made 18 out of 20 free throws. Yeah, when he so made free Bro, <laughs> the whole series, that nigga was like less than 50%. And there were the first two games were lost solely off the strength of free throws. Now, look at this. That nigga... In if the you, championship game said, nigga, I'm going 17 for 18 on you, nigga. No, he went 18 out of 20. Okay. Out total the game. But check right. this out, though. If he went off of his normal shooting percentage on the free throw line, mm-hmm. they lost that game. For sure. No, you, you yeah, understand? 100%. Even, you know, even with him hitting that 40, he needed a 50 piece. Yeah, he Literally. Did. They had this one uh, a bar in Milwaukee that said every time. He made a free throw. You got free shots. They had no idea he was going 18 for 20 They were that night. fucked up that night. Oh, man. Come <laughs> on, man. They shout were out, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, shout out to the Bucks. They still Good fucked one. up. You know what I mean? But, you know, it, I mean, that series was very exciting. I'm glad to see the smaller teams are starting to come up. The West is so deep. And now we're getting ready to have some big movement with trade. The Lakers picking up Russell Westbrook. Um, if they don't get that, they're thinking about bringing back Alonzo. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't want CP3, but if you do go to the Lakers, it's going to be something awful. I still think they need to move AD. Sorry, punk ass. Yeah. You got a whole lot of nerves to be getting pep talk. And your ass is on the floor. Mm-hmm. How the homeboy said, KCP, trash. Drunk ass Jason Kidd, trash. Vogel, trash. You know what I'm saying? All of them scrubs, Gasol, trash. Kuzma, trash. You know, get get clear them all out. Mm. They need to trade um, AD. They need to go get that yeah, Bradley Bill. Yeah. Yeah, but, but AD soft. He cotton. They they we can't win with AD. He ain't doing nothing. No. He 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 cotton homeboy. He doesn't understand this moment. You'll never play with someone caliber of LeBron James ever oh, again. Or even still though, he's not a killer. He's yeah. he's a he's a star. He's not a superstar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. don't have. 
I'm going to take your throat out. He got all the skills. Man, do you know that how good that dude really is? And he don't know it. He want to shoot threes. He want to be a 6'11 point guard. Man, get out of here. I mean, yep. he letting dudes like that 6'5 push him around in the key. Unreal. <laughs> Andy Un soft. Oh, man, he the Easter bunny. That dude is cotton. I get rid of him quick. You can get a whole lot of trade value back for him right now. Seriously. Better go get Dame Dollar. Dame ain't leaving. Man, Dame gone. He, he want to drown in Portland, let him. Man, they ain't drowning in Portland. They are. Look, uh, Golden State been trying to get him. Yeah. Um, New York coming at him hard because New York got all them picks. They coming. You're not Giannis, my guy. You're not going to stay in Portland and built up the – the city and because they're not putting nothing around them anyway. No. Go ahead and, and jump ship. And you're in the west, nigga. though. Bottom line, yeah, yeah you're, in man, the you're in the west, man. It's too deep, man. He better, man. Them dudes is getting ready to move. If the Lakers get Russell Westbrook, we good. We good, mm. man. That's a triple dub every night. Hundred percent effort every night. Take the ball out of LeBron and let him play bully ball on a four and come downhill. And all we need That's to do true. is move that punk ass AD. We be <laughs> all right, man. AD. After death, get out. <laughs> well, in typical fashion, I think that's it. Yeah, for this episode. So, at the end of our pods, we always show some love. That's what we're about to get into. Yes, sir. <laughs> Akron Podcast episode 45, show some love. Big D, who you got for us? <laughs> yes, sir. I am Big D. Yay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she crowned me. But you ain't that other D. Shout out to the If I Let You Tell It podcast. Uh, oh, back to season three on that ass. Nah, um, but for show some love, I've definitely showed her some love on the pod before, but I'm definitely going to just throw it back to her. I'm going to give a shout out to my little sister, youngest sister, Bria. Um, she was just voted to be the 2021 NCAA Woman of the Year out of, her, out of her school. So nominated, yeah. nominated for sure. So and ever since she's been in high school and college, she's always gotten multiple player of the years, this, that, and the third of the year. So this is just, you know, another um, another thing to add to her, you know what I'm saying, to her list of accomplishments. So shout out to Bria. Yes, sir. Show some love. Who you got? I'm going to show some love to my Uncle Greg, man. Ooh. You know, my Uncle Greg... He is the typical drunk uncle of the family. Love him to death. And he just bought his first whip, man. 60 years old, just got yes, his first whip. So. Hey, hey, I'm going to apologize now. Wait, hold up. He in like a, a Cutlass or something. Like, he, he in a Honda. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, Honda. I hey, that's a nice car. But I'm going uh, to just give a little quick. Uncle Greg likes to hop in your DM. So if he does, that's not okay. my uncle. Look to somewhere else. I apologize now. What's up, Pop? Who you got for us? Show some love. I'm going to show some love to all of my kids. You, Damo, Tyler, Bria. Uh, I'm super proud of you guys uh, for making my life worth it, man. To see you guys prosper is just like the ultimate payment. Keep yes, my cup full. Every time I look at you guys, I just like, you know, I'm overwhelmed at your successes. Some air horns for that. Hold up. 
good episode. Hopefully it's not too long-winded for y'all. Very special. We want to get him on on the pod for a minute now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Akron Podcast, episode 45. Episode 45. We're going to catch y'all niggas next week. Peace. Peace.